This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with week 76 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is me, the Lone Vault Wanderer. Oh, it's a great day today. Great yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. And you have your good <laughs> mic. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry to people that I've been using my shitty earbuds when I travel. So good mic now, Blue Yeti. It's all good with my boom arm and everything. Yeah. Phenomenal. So uh, as you guys have noticed, we took a trip back to the past. We're not using face cams this episode because it's just Lone and I. And mm. when we were trying to turn on the face cams, it was just going to be me. I was trying to get my face, but I couldn't enlarge it at all because Skype, Skype decided to put a big advertisement in the middle. <laughs> so no matter what I did, I could not enlarge the photo or anything. So I was just like, whatever. We'll just go with audio only this episode. Not a big deal yeah. since it's, just, it's only my face. You guys you guys see my face enough. So um, mm. anyway, mm-hmm. hope you guys are looking forward to this week. We have an interesting topic to discuss. But first of all, uh, Noah hasn't been here for a while now. And uh, he should be returning next week. He's been, like, completely rearranging his work schedule. And so mm. he should be joining us next Friday, finally. So Fingers crossed. Look, yeah, fingers crossed. Looking forward to that. Um, but nonetheless, we do have plans in the work behind that if Noah can't continue to make it. So just so you guys know, because a lot of people, we don't want to, like, act sketchy like nothing's happening. But we want to let you guys know that, like, we do have a backup plan if Noah can't keep making it. Not in a bad way, but just... We've been talking to Carrick, and we've been saying, hey, if you want to be like a third host while Noah's not here, and since yeah. you guys seem to really like it, so we decided that's what we're probably going to do moving forward uh, if Noah can't continue to make it. But um, that's that. Mm-hmm. You know, We're not getting rid of Noah. It's more so just that if Noah can't fill in, we want to have a stable host. So, yeah, having that certainty with, with three podcast hosts is always better. I mean, I, I know people enjoy Maddie and I just talking to each other, but for the sake of diversity and variety on the podcast, it it's yeah, important. Absolutely. And like I said, you guys are really warm and welcoming to most guests who come on here, and especially Carrick. So we were like, this is the obvious choice. So that's usually mm. what we're going to go with um, so long as Noah can't make it. And we'll just see what happens in the future. So we just want to keep you guys updated on that. But nonetheless, as always, in the links down below are your iTunes and Google Play links so you can just go listen on the go mobile devices all that shit uh timestamps are down there as well if you're listening on your computer so you want to skip to a certain segment and as always we want to get you guys interacting with us so tweet your answer the phone or to the question i can't fucking speak this past 30 seconds it's all right man i've been trying to i've been trying to recover from this broken english that i've been having for this, this past couple of seconds here anyway each week, we want one of you to, I'm just going to read the script. Each week, we want one of you to join us as a guest. To do so, tweet at any of the handles on screen with the hashtag HamRadioTime with your answer to the following question. That would have been easier if I did that the first time. Uh, mm. Pete Hines smacks your girls or guys ass. What do you do? <laughs> oh, God. You didn't tell me about that. Because <laughs> I was you, like you looking you at it. You sit there was, and uh, you take it. Yeah, I was looking at a meme. It was like, this guy smacks your girl's ass. What do you do? I was like, what if Pete Hines did that? Like, <laughs> yeah, but um, this week, we really don't have any Bethesda news. There was a new, what was it, private matches added to Doom? 
to Doom. It looks cool. Free updates, yeah. Yeah, and then there was a new Dishonored 2 gameplay trailer, which Lone and I, Lone made a video on already. I'm making one this week on it because the game's just looking awesome. And yeah. um, I, I thought that that was a, gr- a great trailer. Um, although it, 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 I say is in the video, but it's kind of like against the canonical ending because Corvo's all low chaos. <laughs> But yeah, he's he is, like yes. brutally chopping heads off. It's like, what the fuck? Why is he good? Getting... Fantastic though, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I know it's absolutely. not kinetic. No, I know, I know. And that, honestly, it doesn't matter because they're trying to market the game and make it look cool. Like no one's going to go, dude, look at all these people I can choke out in a non-lethal fashion. But, uh, you know, I, I just found that interesting and a bit ironic. Regardless yeah. though, we have an interesting topic this week that we've been wanting to talk about. I've actually had it listed on my phone as a video topic solo for a while, but I've never gotten around to doing it. So... I guess a, a podcast topic is just as good. Let's talk about clickbait. Yes. This has been a, a phenomenon on YouTube that anytime a viewer clicks on a video and it's something they don't agree with, for example, they will call it clickbait. Yeah. Or if it's like, I, I don't even know. There, there's so many ways that people have been called clickbait. I figured we'd make a very interesting discussion here today to clarify to our viewer base what clickbait is. Yeah. And I think the best place to start is, you know, back in the day on youtube what clickbait originally started as and on a youtube side what that what changes they did to the system to ensure that there wasn't as much clickbait so if you didn't know all right clickbait originally if you watch back youtube back in i guess before 2010 i would say roughly Mm -hmm. clickbait was uh you know boobs on the thumbnail naked girls on the thumbnail uh really misleading titles so i don't know um, say if Maddie died in a fictional story, I would say, Mr. Maddie plays dies. Yeah. And like, you know, that, that, you know, so overtly clickbait, that's what clickbait started as on YouTube. And it was so bad that when people would click on a video, even though that video would get a, a view, they would click off straight away. Um, and that's what caused YouTube to actually change the system to watch time. So not just having your money and your revenue determined based on views. Now, if a viewer clicks on a video, but it was misled because of clickbait and then clicks off, then there's no retention time, then there's little watch time, then that person doesn't get paid as much and that video doesn't get promoted as much. So the clickbait problem was actually that bad that YouTube had to react and said, well, views aren't the best uh, determinant of uh, a video success or, or the revenue that a video should get. So that's how clickbait actually started. Would you agree with me yeah. there, Maddie? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, clickbait, I'd say, around that time was also uh, like that, like we described, but also it seemed to be the uh, top 10 so and so you didn't even know about, something along yeah. those lines. And uh, it would be 10 things you were 110% aware about that you could find in the tutorial of a fucking game. Yeah. And so that was another type of clickbait, which is still to a degree around today. And you couldn't even say that's clickbait because it's like because for everyone it's different right so clickbait is always subjective but here's the thing that people don't get about clickbait is that every youtuber has to clickbait yes like we're all friends here but like we also need to uh sustain ourselves because on youtube the sad truth is that you can fall from relevant to irrelevant in like a week yeah you can literally oh, it's just two weeks. Yeah. Like yeah. if there's this video on uh, the game theories channel where he talks about if you stop making videos for two weeks, you're putting your channel in jeopardy. Yeah, like literally two weeks. It's yeah. it's scary. Mm-hmm. Or if you like you build up a viewer base. Uh, for example, if I were to I built a Bethesda viewer base. If I were to go ahead from here and say, all right, Fallout Four is done, and I start making videos on JRPGs. I love JRPGs, <laughs> but if I start doing that, 
I would kiss my entire viewer base goodbye like Definitely. that. You know, Definitely. they would drop me in a second. So, you know, that's what that's why viewers or YouTubers will clickbait in an innocent way, I'd say. I'd say we do clickbait in the right way where we'll say, um, I'd have to look at some of my videos to tell you the truth um, yeah. to really determine what exactly I would say was my form of clickbait. I mean, Todd Howard told me, like I've said multiple times on this cast. I like you clickbait. <laughs> yeah, I like, he's like, good, quick, good clickbait. What I've learned is good clickbait for me is lowercase for whatever, but if it's an important thing in the title, um, I consider it like almost like, I call it highlighting, um, yeah. is put that word in capital letters. So, yeah. for example, um, all right, Bethesda comments on Fallout New Orleans and the potential of a Fallout spinoff. So I capitalized Fallout New Orleans and Fallout spinoff because I know yeah. th- those are the big ty- those are the big things people want to know about, and they'll just see both those and go, bang, bang, all right, I want to know about that, click. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's exactly what the video is about, though. Bethesda was commenting on it. Uh, exactly. So there's a way to innocently clickbait, and that's when it's called – I don't even try to use the word clickbait. I call it intriguing the viewer. I mean, I mean at the end of the day uh... – a YouTuber only has so many cards in his hand or her hand to try and get someone to click on a video. There's the thumbnail, and then there's a little bit of that description, and then there's the title. Predominantly, it's the title on the thumbnail. Yep. So you can have an interesting t- uh, thumbnail, you know, with a, a picture of a video game. That's fine. That's usually okay. Um, you know, so long as you don't have like a, a naked woman or whatever in your, in your thumbnail, which again, that was traditionally clickbait, then you're fine. It's the title that we also have to really focus on. So we need to make a title that's an intriguing and interesting as possible that, so that as many people click on it uh, as is humanly possible. And, and that's yeah. – I, I don't know why – I don't understand, to be honest, why some people seem to think that that's actually like a bad thing. I mean the whole point of YouTube, as much as people like to say that it's a passion play, that we do it because we love it, which is completely true, mind you, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, at the top of it, YouTube is a business. And even if it's not a business, and even if you don't monetize your videos, it still operates based on views and subscribers. That, yeah. that's, that's the end of the day. So when we create a title, of course we're creating the title so people click on the video. And it's not even like that's the worst kept secret. It's, it's so obvious. That's the entire point of uploading a video that's based predominantly on views. You know, So you know, when we're creating a title, we want people to click on it. And the, the yardstick that I always tend to use when I'm creating a title is... So long as it's not misleading, I'll go to bed happily and sleep at night. Mm-hmm. If I made misleading titles that when people clicked on a video of mine and it was just nothing what was in the title, it was completely misleading or you know, I, I misrepresented a fact or something like that, then I think that that's a bad and a poor form of clickbait. But if it's an interesting title that gets you to click on it, but it's, the video is still about the title itself in a, in, a, in a way that's not misleading, then I'm happy with that. Yeah, and I think what <laughs> – you don't know this until you make a video yourself, and I'm not saying that a lot of viewers out there haven't, but I'm just saying that no YouTuber makes a video and says, I don't want people to watch this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we, we don't make our shit so that people don't click on it. You know, we're not trying to – me, um, I dedicate multiple days to recording. So for me, yeah. you know, I'm trying to fit that in with a bunch of other shit. So for me – to put it bluntly i don't want to waste my time you know also this is my job i need people to click on this stuff but that's also why you see a lot of people going to patreon and then they make let's play videos (laughs) because then it doesn't matter about ad revenue it doesn't matter about your view count because you have that stable income monthly which is why you're seeing a lot of people go in that direction because 
what people are trying to do is convert this into a stable career where they can take vacations. They can take weekends off. They don't have to be paranoid about video ideas and stuff. They can do these types of things. So that's why you see a lot of, I put this in quotes, clickbait. And that's why you see a lot of Patreons now. Exactly. And look, I, I understand why I trust me. I do understand why people don't like clickbait in its traditional sense Mm -hmm. and how sometimes the lines are blurred. I mean, at the end of the day, YouTube, YouTubers are humans and we make mistakes too. And sometimes we'll make a video with a title and think back on it and go, you know what? That was probably a bit misleading or that was yeah. probably a bit too clickbaity. Even, even the, the video types that you mentioned, Maddie, before about top five things that you know you didn't know. I've done a video like that in the past oh, and, I ti- and, and I've titled that in the past and, and I'll happily admit that. And then people said, hey, Lone, um, you probably should have titled this top five things you might not know. Yeah, and I'm exactly. like, you know what? That's like, fair. That's completely smallest, fair. smallest thing. Um, it's, it's it's a subtle down to a question mark and quotes in a title. Yeah, it really yeah, is. It's, it's, it's really uh, for me. I'd say probably like originally when I made that video on Danganronpa, like it was called the the possibly the best game you've never played, and people were like really pissed because they were like, yeah. well, first of all, it was a Japanese game, so like my audience was ready to tear <laughs> my head off from the first ten seconds. <laughs> but um, you know, despite all my warnings in that video, people were more so mad about the title. They were like, you know, this is you have to describe what game you might be talking about in this video. And the mm. thumbnail didn't really indicate. I was like, okay, I'm wrong here. So I wrote Danganronpa is possibly the best game you have yeah. never played. And the video still managed yeah. to do pretty decently. So it's like yeah. those types of things. You, it's, uh, you, it's always a learning experience on YouTube. Of course. Um, of course. You know, and there's no coincidence that as I scroll through right now as we're doing this podcast, as I scroll back on my channel, that yeah. the videos where I put creative capital letter usage and interesting thumbnails – are the do ones better. that do way better. Yeah. Whereas the thumbnails where I'll be up at like two in the morning grinding out videos, I'll be like, okay, like I'm not gonna lie, I'm not trying to sound lazy. I'll be like, okay, this is like this is good enough. This will get the point across. And that video will underperform. <laughs> you yeah. know, and yeah. it, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's a balance that is at times, especially if you're doing a really obscure topic, that can be really hard to draw. So Again, you've got on one side of the extreme that you want people to click on it, and the other side, you don't want to do a completely misleading or clickbaiting title. Sometimes we'll get that balance wrong, and Maddie has admitted it in the past. I'll admit it in the past, and I'll admit it in the future if I ever do it. Because as he said, it's a learning experience that you know we're, we're humans; we make mistakes, and sometimes you know we're a bit uh, just wrong, I guess, in that sense. Yeah. But when we create a video title that we truly do believe is not misleading because we're actually talking about uh, what the title is essentially about. For example, today I did a video on Bioshock, and it was essentially an interview that Ken Levine did with someone from Rolling Stone about the development behind Bioshock 1. And specifically, there was a quote that someone told Ken Levine during the development of Bioshock 1. It was a playtester who said, sorry, this game is going to be a failure. I took that quote, and I in, even in quotation marks, I put it in the title of my video, and I said, Bioshock the Collection, dash, and I used that exact quote in quotation marks. And I genuinely did not believe that that was clickbait because it's exactly what I talked about in the video. Mm-hmm. It's a form of clickbait because, of course, it's an interesting title and people yeah, will people click like, on Wait, it. Bioshock's a shit. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And people have clicked on it. And this video is doing better than most of my Bioshock videos straight away. I mean, it get, it's getting as much views 
in the first day as my Fallout 4 videos do. And that's not a surprise because it's an interesting title that people want to click on. But I didn't believe that it was misleading because it's exactly what I talked about. And it's a direct quote, mm-hmm. you know? And also what people got to remember is that it starts from the top. Whatever the people at the top do, the big channels, we, mm. to a degree, we don't have to follow them. But to a yeah. degree, we have to stay in their shadow and yeah. I don't want to say imitate, but um, you know they're they're big for a reason, and if they're positively yeah. received, that's also for a reason. And although you'll hear a lot of people, like for example, PewDiePie, you'll hear a lot of people go like, "Oh, dude, he sucks," and it's like when I ch- I I actually watched, I still watch his videos, but like when I watched, he's, he's awesome. Of, yeah, I watched a bunch <laughs> of his videos, thought it was hilarious, and I said, you know, I want to try that style of humor. I started doing some let's play style videos, trying that type of humor where you're just like yeah. roasting yourself, roasting people whatever and it was yeah. so fucking well received it wasn't even funny and mm. it was like but wait i thought people hated pewdiepie no you know well, so people don't hate him yeah, yeah exactly. exactly it's like you know you listen to that vocal majority or minority mm. and it gets to your head mm. um but you know what people don't realize until you try youtube yourself is it's, it's all a science and it's the, the finest details are what can make or break oh, you and, and i was going to mention this before and you've just reminded me so with a YouTube title, right, I, I think the enti- the amount of words that you could possibly fit into there or characters is about 100 characters or it's like 70 to 100 characters, something around that line, right? But in reality, we only really have 50 characters to work with because if you go over 50 or so, your title is actually cut off in, in most um, search engines and, and phones and stuff. So we really only have around 50 characters to describe a video. And at times, that can be fucking hard, man. Mm, <laughs> like, genuinely, yeah. it can be really, really difficult, especially if you're talking about a number of different things. So I, I guess all I'm saying is that at times, we, we can get it wrong because we only have a certain amount of characters to work with. We still want to create an intriguing title to people for people to click on. And I think so long as Maddie doesn't mislead, mislead you, so long as I don't mislead you, then we're happy with that. Like, I, I don't want to speak on yeah. your behalf, Maddie, but that, no, that's fine. That's my yardstick, you know? Also, sometimes uh, vague is good, I've noticed with titles, is that sometimes yeah. the less you write is the better. Um, yeah, you definitely. Know, people can get a vibe from a video just from how you've written the title. So sometimes mm. I'll just have a really quick, like, three-word title that'll be really mm. short. And people will be like, huh, this is going to be, like, simplistic or this could be, like, deep. What could this yeah. be? You know, it's weird. There's just this mental trigger. And it's even with the thumbnails. I've tried a new thumbnail style. I was talking to one of my uh, content managers at Curse about my thumbnails and stuff. He's like, no, you have good thumbnails. He said, you should try this though. I forgot yeah. what exactly style he called it, but you know, you put like a faded black box on the side and you fill in some yeah, text there yeah, yeah. and you use like a light color text for the keywords that you want to yeah. have stick out. And every yeah. time I do this for a video, it, mm. the video does better. <laughs> that, that's, that's like that kind of style is how I do my thumbnails. All of them now. I have a consistent yeah. style that I always apply with the black fade and then the white text. Yeah, and it's just like uh, okay. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna send you a screenshot. Is... I'm sorry for the viewers who heard a little click there, but uh, you're gonna find this one interesting. Loan. Just keep oh, talking. No, just keep <laughs> talking. You're good. Alrighty. So um, I this is a, a an interesting discussion, and to be honest, it's a discussion that should be had openly and transparently as possible, right? Because at at the end of the day. You know, we're not trying to intentionally mislead anyone. We're trying to get people to click on our videos, and sometimes we get the balance wrong, and that's okay. So, so long as we take those experiences and improve on them and learn upon them, right? Mm-hmm. But just highlighting the point: YouTube 
changed its entire system because of that traditional form of clickbait. That's how clickbait started, and that's definitely not what we're doing. Yeah. I think conclusively. I think also what's worth keeping in mind is the black and white approach that a lot of people have where uh, a lot of people will see one YouTuber do really blatant, really fucked up clickbait, totally mislead their audience. And that logic, they'll apply to every other YouTuber, which mm. is your I'm, – I'm not trying to be mean, but that's your own personal problem. You're not yeah. – just because one person does it doesn't mean every single person does it. So, what? for example, um, T. Martin, when he – did that whole thing with CSGO, the, the hidden promotions. For a while, there was a ripple effect on all YouTubers. You know, I oh, even yeah, saw yeah. it for myself where a lot of times in the comments when I talked about any other game, people thought I was being paid to say that and I was just hiding it because <laughs> T. Martin had been doing it for so long and, and Syndicate. And it was just like, no, just because they did it for whatever reasons they had. I mean, mm-hmm. I did that. No, like I, I never fucking do that. You know, I, I need money to eat and stuff, but I'll let you guys know when I'm getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a secret. You know, that's the thing, though, is that it's also not a secret. If you guys really want to know how YouTubers make their money, it's so, like, it's all out there. You know? Yeah. And it's although a lot open. of people rely on Social Blade saying, like, that they're relevant. Oh, Social Blade's bad. Like, it's it's yeah. good for views and good for analytics, but yeah. that rough estimate of money is yeah, so far It's just long, like, so. they said, like, one time I made, like, 100000 a year. I'm like, I fucking wish. Right, I so let's wish. look at this, right? Apparently, from YouTube, I at, at the top end of the threshold, I could possibly earn twelve grand a year. No, I do not earn twelve grand a year from <laughs> YouTube. I'm so sorry. I earn so much less than that. I want, I want to hear mine. I want to hear mine. All right. I'll, I'll quickly search on it right now. You come up as a suggestion, Maddie. I, I keep an eye on your analytics. Uh-huh. Maddie's channel is dying. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently you're still earning over 100 grand a year. I, oh my God, I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. It's not even close. Like, the, the, right, let, let, let me, to, to, I guess, inform people what Social Blade is basing that on. It gives you a range. So for Maddie's channel, it says that Maddie could be earning anywhere from six grand to a hundred thousand dollars. Such right? a range! Oh my god. <laughs> um, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, if Skype is like no microphone detected. Nah, you're good. That's really weird. Anyways, so YouTube analytics, the, the way revenue is based on, is a complex formula that we still don't really know. We know roughly what it's based on. We know that it's based on a CPM. So you get certain amount of money it's usually one to two to three dollars for every thousand mm-hmm. views you get it's also based on a combination of uh watch time watch time over the session retention time all and this how many ads you have on the video if it's long exactly and what kind of ads and and whether people skip the ads yeah so there's a, a lot of, like i said science it, it, there's so much to it <laughs> yes exactly so social blade is just giving its best guess right mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. no, Maddie's not earning earning over a hundred grand i'm not earning over uh, over 12 grand a yeah, year it's, it's like you, you'll happening. have these these haters that'll come in after doing like five minutes of research on social blade on your channel and be like, I was looking at the trends on your channel. You're going downhill. I'm like, you don't see the real time shit. I see. I, anytime I see someone do that, I just, I, I I respond to them every time. I'm just like, you don't know what you're talking about. I see the analytics. Like I, you don't know. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's you're, you're going in with baseless speculation on how I'm doing. Yeah. And even I screenshotted you, that uh, Vidstat, like I use another website called Vidstats. So it's Vidstats X, mm-hmm. and people that were saying, "Oh, Maddie's channel is going downhill," blah blah blah. In the last week, Maddie's got more views than he got in the past three months on average. So no, he's not fucking going downhill. <laughs> Come on, guys, yeah. be realistic. Yeah, I mean, it's more so just that 
I, I don't care when people say that personally. To me, it's like that negative fire that gets lit under my ass where I'm like, okay, you think I'm dead, but like I'm not. So I'm going to just yeah. show you what's good. Um, yeah. But you know, some people just want to see that happen. So they'll say that or they'll base it off one video. They'll come in. The video won't be will be underperforming. Like my Bioshock video, that underperformed completely, like 13, 14 Ish, thousand yeah. views. Uh, I did a good. video on Borderlands that got two thousand views, like only. So, but yeah. then other ones that we do that are based on other games and not Fallout do well. Mm-hmm. You know, but and see, what people don't realize is like I have over a thousand videos on my channel. <laughs> Just because that wasn't uploaded that day doesn't mean that I'm not receiving you know revenue or views or whatever for that video. So like. It's not just what you upload each day that makes you. Most of the time, it's what makes you over like the course of a month. So when I make a video, uh, for those who need to relate, it's kind of what Bethesda says where they look at their stuff as a long-term plan. When I make a video, I don't look at it how it performs in a day or in a couple of days or a week. I look how it performs in a month. Yeah, that's, that's because how. sometimes you'll randomly get a video that you uploaded six months ago, and it, for some reason, YouTube Analytics has picked it up, and it spikes. And yeah. you're just like, why am I getting so many comments on this video I uploaded six months ago? And to give you a bit of an example on my side, there are two videos that I did, right? It was uh, a Fallout New Vegas mod review, or a mod overhaul, and a... Uh, ultra graphics uh fallout 4 model overhaul Mm -hmm. and initially that new vegas one was blowing up it got to a hundred thousand views and the ultra realistic graphics one was about twenty thousand to thirty thousand views now the ultra realistic one is about two hundred thousand views and it's overtaken the new vegas mod overhaul who knows why who knows why but it just does that and and that happens with random videos in the past like for example i uploaded a borderlands 3 video uh everything that you know that has over 50,000 views now. And in the first week, it definitely didn't have that. Yeah. And it was a spike over time. Exactly. And the same thing happened with my review for... That's the most recent example I can think of. is my review for um, No Man's Sky. It was a yeah. d- decent received video. I think within the first day, it was 30K. Then after that, it was like 1,000 a day, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it spiked. And now it's at almost 80K. And it's like, yeah. you know, people are still watching it. And people are. it's still one of my most viewed videos of the past month because... Uh, it just spiked out of nowhere. People were like, yep. I like what these people are saying, or hey, this is really deep, you know, whatever, and, and they just share it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's how, that's why you don't base a video's performance uh, off like a couple of days or whatever. Um, usually you can get a gist of a video is going to popularize itself or not. But um, Yeah, like usually you can get a bit of a gist, but then sometimes without, you know, you even knowing or be, being a bit unexpected, a video would just do really well, like a, a week after it's been uploaded or yeah, two like weeks. My best example, I think, for that, though, is honestly my, my Elder Scrolls Online video where I was just like, ESO is not bad. I just made a video <laughs> simply titled that for my audience, and it has like over a quarter of a million views, and it's, yeah. it's decently well for an ESO video. It's decently well received, so it's like, okay, like... Yeah, you know that that was just a video for because like when I make videos, I think of it this way. I think of okay, this is a video just for my audience. So when I make like a a Fallout Four discussion, I know that my my audience is uh, like Fallout based and Elder yeah. Scrolls based and just mainly Bethesda. So I know I'm not gonna really be bringing in new subs with this type of video. So that's like yeah. an audience video. Then you yeah. have videos where you branch out. Yeah, you try something new and you're like, this is my expansion type of video. Exactly. And those are the videos you want to have do well. So when I see a No Man's Sky review to like 80K, that's, that's really, really good. Yeah, it's really fucking exciting. <laughs> so, and, and Maddie and I were talking about this before. The channel that we, th- or I think as well, um, that has probably done the best job in, in terms of the Bethesda and Fallout community in, in expanding is the Shoddy Cast. Like they, they've done 
so stupidly well that their Overwatch videos are doing better than their Storyteller videos on Fallout. I mean, the Storyteller video is essentially what made their channel, and now they're doing videos on other games that are doing better yeah. than those let's traditional just, uh, videos. Let's have a round of applause for Austin. It's Austin, man, like, if yeah. you're listening, you do such... And this is not dick-sucking or anything. He does such an amazing job. I mean, mm. I don't think anyone could have predicted that those kinds of videos would end up doing better than the Storyteller ones. And he's just proved everyone wrong. And, yeah, well, and, and I guess the point is, look at the shoddy cast. They used to do, you know, a, a lot of Bethesda games, a lot of Fallout game, uh, of videos, right? But now, they're so varied like, and also stally. Yeah, almost, Sorry? I was going to say, almost only, right? It's yeah. Like only Bethesda. You know, I since we're recapping that conversation, I was saying before that, that they did, uh, I remember I was subscribed to them since they've had 30,000 subscribers. And it yeah. was Kyle and I think Josh was the other guy. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was Josh. And they did uh, Elder Scrolls Online Weekly. And I watched it every week on, the on I think it was Saturdays. Um, they just recapped the news of ESO each week. And then they yep. grew from there. And it's just to watch them evolve from ESO to, I mean, they've always been a lore channel. Don't get me wrong. That was like the foundation. But to like yeah. the storyteller. And then you, you bring on this awesome cast. They, they did the GNN. A uh, bunch of other things. They experimented and they did it right. Where some things didn't work out. I think they actually came out and made. They're like, yeah, our podcast wasn't that well received or whatever. Uh, yeah, but they, you know, but at they, least they tried. tried. That's you what I'm don't saying. Know unless you try. Exactly, <laughs> and that's that's how I've personally been approaching my channel, and it's it's worked out. Like where I try new things, some will fail, whatever. But yeah. uh, I've kind of removed that anxiety because I know now without the backbone of Fallout Four, it's sink or swim. So I'm gonna it's just sink or swim. I'm, you have uh, Maddie and I it. talked about this, right? Um, beforehand when Fallout 4 was still the thing, you know, if, if we experimented and we failed, we would have been like, ah, oh, shit, I should have kept it with Fallout 4, right? Now there's no option. Now you can't really stick yeah. with Fallout 4 because there's no news. So as Maddie said, either you sink or swim. And we talked about this and we said, look, man, we need to, we need to, uh, diversify a little bit more. Otherwise our channel is going to be fucked. And we have done that. We've been successful. And I think the, probably at the top of the YouTube, uh, at the YouTube chain, or the food chain, the best example of someone diversifying and being successful is PewDiePie. He started off with Call of Duty videos. Really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, like go to his first video, he's doing Call of Duty commentaries. And now look at him. It's so, I no he, idea. He's a, he's a good example. Shoddy Cars is a good example. So, <clears throat> Well, that's the thing is that uh, for those who are out there trying to grow, this is how you start off. You, you keep trying till you find some success somewhere. For me, it was I tried for like four years found a little success in Call of Duty, but, like, it wasn't until Skyrim came out that my channel, when I started Mr. Maddie Plays two months before that, like, grew into something where I had, like, 20K subs, which is enough of a platform where you have a, a, a voice, which, yep. in the scheme of things, it's, like, no, it's not, like, that much of a voice, but, like, it's still a decent voice where you can build off of that. And so, for exactly. me, after that, I, even though I knew nothing of what I was doing at this time, but in retrospect, it was smart to build off of Fallout 4 because I started off with a Bethesda audience and I looked forward course, to the next yeah. step. Then Fallout 4 brought me higher. Now I'm at a platform of like 280, so 280k plus yep. where I can now talk about general games. And if another game takes off, I can build off of that. But I'd imagine for me, I'd say my, I would be shocked if it, if Elder Scrolls 6 wasn't my next like big step. You know, mm. I mean, you can't predict the future. But for me, yeah. I don't see another huge step like Fallout 4 was for me until another BGS game. Yeah. I don't know, though. And, I don't know if and, you feel the same way about yourself. No, I, I do. I, because I, I'm in the exact same situation as you. My channel was built off Fallout fall 4 News, and now I'm doing videos on Dishonored, Bioshock, all these other games, Borderlands, that are doing well now because I've built up an audience that, let's be honest, while a lot of people 
like to just watch Fallout videos on, on mm-hmm. YouTube. Not everyone is like that. So when we build an audience, of course there are going to be people that watch every video. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what we upload. For me, I have like, I'd say around 1,500 people on my channel that will watch any video that I upload, no matter what yeah. it's about. There are some exceptions, but roughly there. For me, but it's, then, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I didn't go on. cut you off. No, you keep going. Well, I was going to say then that, you know, th- and then there's about, I don't know, I guess 15, another 1,500 to 2,000 people that will watch a video if it's interesting enough even if it's not necessarily about Fallout. And then there's those beyond that that will just watch Bethesda or Fallout videos that I upload. Um, and th- that's really, really good because when you're small and you upload a video, like it, say if I was still at 5,000 subs, for example, still doing Fallout 4 videos, and then I tried to experiment, I would get like 100 views on that video. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. I've always told you this is that when I was around your size, like I was like only a thousand a video. Or like it was, I had horrible viewer retention when I was your size. So like you have really good retention for your size. Um, and I, I want to thank, because we share audiences to a degree, I want to Definitely. thank our viewers because they stuck with us. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, what's good though, what worked out, I think is that everyone got sick of Fallout 4 at exactly the same time. Where <laughs> it was literally, weird, after, it? yeah, after Nuka World, everyone like my comments, us, you know, like it wasn't like I was sick of Fallout 4. I will still make, I've been making Fallout videos surprisingly still, you know, yeah. it, but it's just because there's been news, there's been stuff to talk about, but uh, it hasn't been this forced thing upon me where it's actually refreshing to step into a Fallout video or an Elder Scrolls video. Yeah. Um, you know, where uh, at the same time though, like when Nuka World came out, a lot of people weren't like crazy stoked about it. Uh, I, I think. Yeah. What's weird is that my automatron in-depth analysis did a lot better than my Nuka World one. And I think that yeah. says something. I say, I think it says something about the excitement where Nuka World was exactly what Fallout fans wanted in terms of DLC, but automatron wasn't, but yet that in-depth analysis did way better mm-hmm. and generated more excitement. Whereas mm-hmm. Nuka World was kind of like, a, all right, you know, another Fallout DLC, let's get this done with. And yeah. uh, it was it was over as fast as it came. Literally didn't even last a week with content with a lot of creators Uh kudos to any Bethesda creators out there who are still doing those types of videos, but they don't, they don't do as well. Uh, yeah. For me, a lot of people were like, not even a lot of people, a small amount of people were like, uh, where are your, your rare guys and stuff? I'm like, I tried like two or three and they just did horrible. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tank myself Dude, here. I, I used to do Fallout 4 weapon guard videos that did really well initially. And then I, I remember I did one for Automatron and I was like, it just did okay. So I was like, all right, I'm going to move on from that. And as Maddie said, and I think this applies to games generally, eventually attention is going to wane and, and people are yeah. going to lose interest. It doesn't matter what game it is. Minecraft maybe is, is the exception. But with most games, eventually the audience is going to plateau and then tail off because we can't, as human beings, we can't watch the same thing over and over and over and over again for years and years, right? E- eventually everyone's going to move on to different things. And us as YouTubers, we need to see those trends and capitalize on it. And move yeah, on. That's I mean, why you you see a lot of channels building off of like future stuff because yep. you know they like to look to the next step. I remember the first example I saw of that where it was successful was uh, it was Rev Three Games. GTA Five came out the day before, and they made a video the next day saying, "Where's GTA Six going to take place?" <laughs> and it did really well, and people really yeah. liked it. And I was like, "Okay, I guess people like talking about what's up next." You know. Plus, Adam Sessler is an amazing man. Uh, that's true. Too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true as well. <laughs> Uh, this is a good talk, man. Yeah. Who knew? No, we but, this yeah, long. because we we were deciding about a couple of topics to headline this video. We were like, there's really nothing Bethesda related. I was like, how about, you know, because you, you mentioned your whole thing about how people were calling clickbait on a video you just posted. And I was like, why don't we, we just talk about that? You know, and, yeah. and just describe 
all yeah. the ins and outs of YouTube because I think it's good that the viewer is informed on the intricacies of YouTube because I don't think you don't get it until either you try it or you're, it's explained yeah. to you. And, and, I know and, and a million Manny more... and I still don't really get it to its fullest extent. We never will. It's always a learning experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's always changing because there's there's so many different trends, right? So, yep. um, yeah, it's I don't know. I, I like these types of conversations, though. It was I like good. It was a good I talk. like because I feel like once you get the viewer on the same wavelength as you, it, it's a uh, a good connection to have. Definitely, where they'll they'll stick with you and stuff, which is important. Yeah, um, well, yeah. Seriously, guys, once again, uh, <laughs> thank you to, for sticking with us because, um, you know it. The transition was terrifying for me, at least. Oh, it was it was so terrifying for me. Like, trying to experiment and watching videos fail and thinking, mm. oh, God, I need to make another Fightful video. Uh, you know, I, I need to keep my viewers uh, engaged mm. and not have any burnt-out subscribers. It's it's just scary, you know, thinking that your channel is just going to disintegrate. Yeah, because you put so much time into it. Yeah. I mean, it, for the past, how many me, how many years, Maddie? Three, four years we've been doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Maddie probably a bit longer than that, so... Yeah. yeah, for me, it's been since 2011. So it, things are about to come full circle in a way for me because Skyrim's coming out again. So, hold on, it's almost your five year anniversary then. Uh, I actually just passed. Fuck man, that's 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 Wait, half a decade. No, half a yeah, decade. Yeah, September 10th. Yeah, it just passed. So, Shit. Um, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I've been doing this for a while, and I'm just, I think I'd say, end of 2014, beginning of 2015 is like when I really actually learned about shit on youtube and then like this year i feel like i've learned a bunch and next year i'll probably be saying the same exact fucking thing saying like exactly Damn, i knew nothing last year and then and thinking back like maddie you're a fucking idiot like yeah like, you thought you knew trends look at you trying to inform the viewer you know nothing <laughs> that's not clickbait damn yeah, it <laughs> uh, this is clickbait <laughs> should I, I i don't just i don't know what i'm gonna do for the thumbnail should i just do like a really shitty thumbnail with like <laughs> like a, a skyrim mods like some girl's ass no don't no, ah. no don't. people will hate us people will hate us for it we're like that that would be the most ironic thing to do given what we talked about thumbnails being. I, I thought it would fit all right maybe i'll put like a close-up of my face like just a mean face of myself with like all clickbait right. and stamp text <laughs> something like really obnoxious that's brilliant uh all right. All right. Any, yeah. Anything else that we want to? No, that was a good discussion. And, and as I touched on before, I think it's good to have these discussions as open as possible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what you'll notice, ladies and gentlemen, is when you stay closer to an audience, you'll learn if a YouTuber wants to keep it out or into the loop. And we here have no problem mm-hmm. letting you guys know what's going on financially, uh, to some degree at least, and you guys. A hundred grand for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> like I said, I wish. I'd be, I'd be planning out my fucking retirement if I was making that much a year. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, let's move on to some games. Let's talk about what we're playing in our favorite gaming news bit. You had a bit of a port report for uh I, I did. So I, I, I think this is no surprise to anyone, mm-hmm. but I've been playing Bioshock the Collection. Um, and I, the original... I've been thinking to myself this whole week, I, I wish, I hope I can one day feel what you're feeling with KOTOR, <laughs> where it's like the KOTOR collection. It'll and, come and, out, Eddie. And they finally, like, I can sit there and be like, yes, my games are returning. I want to know that feeling. It's so, great. It's a phenomenal yeah. feeling. Um, and, and I didn't feel this, what was it, several months ago when Bioshock News was so dry. Like, there was nothing that was coming mm-hmm. out. But, so I was playing Bioshock the Collection on PC. It came out, like, two days after the PS4 and Xbox One versions. As far as we know, the PS4 and Xbox One versions of the games are running really well. 
On PC, Bioshock Infinite is the same version, so there's nothing really to talk about there. It's more so the original Bioshock that is having some issues on the PC, and I'll attest on, on my playthroughs, I've faced some issues. For me personally, it's been um, issues that we've seen with the original Bioshock on PC. They've, they've crept up in, in the collection as well, and they seemingly haven't been resolved. Some of the issues that I'll have is micro stutters and audio. So sometimes when I play the original Bioshock, for some reason on PC, the background music or like uh, items or something, the, the audio would just like stop for a second or, or like a microsecond or whatever, and then it'll pick it back up again. And that happens every now and again, and it's noticeable. Um, also as well, there are some graphical glitches where sometimes I, like, I saw these blue and red boxes that just appear out of nowhere and that happened again in the original Bioshock in a different way so when you looked at a vending machine that had bright lights on it sometimes black boxes would appear now the black boxes are like red and blue and, and purplish so there are some weird gl- glitchy effects that happen you know not commonly but every now and again and at times I've been f- facing some uh, frame rate issues too Hmm. Um, and then, of course, as well, there are issues with mouse acceleration, but I use a, a controller so that it hasn't affected me. But I still, even with all that said, my experience has been relatively smooth. Others haven't been. Others have had crashes. Others have had uh, save uh, problems where you know you try and save a game and the game crashes. But what I will say is that while those issues weren't originally fixed with, with Bioshock 1 and still haven't been fixed to this day. Hopefully, because Bioshock the Collection was was just released and is now being marketed as a full-price game when you consider the entire collection, hopefully those issues will be resolved now with that added focus on the game. I don't know, you know, uh, I can't make that promise at all, but uh, I'm thinking that the chances are, are much more likely than they were before. But there have been issues on PC, you know, I, I can't deny that. But still, my experience has been relatively smooth. So that's probably all I really need to say on, on Bioshock. Mm. Yeah, I, I haven't played on... Uh, what's it called? I haven't played on PC. So yeah. I've only had it on PS4. I was telling you, I haven't even had a chance to play it because... Um, yeah. What's it called? I played a little bit of it, but I... Um, it's just that it took so long to download. I, I got 60 Ryuk- gig? <laughs> yeah, I got Ryu code. I'm like, all right, I'll pop this sucker in. You know, it's like 11 at night. I got class tomorrow, but I'll, I'll just leave it downloaded and, you know, go to take a shower or whatever. Uh, and I, I like, I come back and it, it's like, yeah, 60 gigs, like two hours left. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Now I'm going to bed. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep downloading <laughs> this over time. And I, I on my PS4, I, I'm usually playing online games with my friends. So, like, when I'm online, I need my internet. So I can't download these games in the background. So exactly. it's been a process trying to get the games running, and I finally did. And I started off Bioshock One, and just oh, beautiful. Just I know great, it's a great, great time. Game. It's, great it's a time. phenomenal game. And yeah. I'll, I'll say this: you know, if you're on PC and you're complaining about a free upgrade, then just just settle down. But if you have purchased a brand new and you are facing those issues, then I do feel for you, especially if your game is crashing. And I was reading some Steam reviews. Um, a lot of them are negative. A lot of them are just you know. People are just yelling and stuff. I like mm. negative reviews that are, are fair and, and balanced yeah. and to say, here's what's wrong. Blah, 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 blah. Everything else is fine. Thank you. Those are the helpful reviews I like to read. So Yeah. But the worst is when they have more pros and cons and they still list the negative. It's like now you're just you're like you're hurting them. Mm. <laughs> you're you're mm. adding to that percentage. Uh, apparently, it's like there was one guy, all caps, it's a piece of trash. Why would you ever buy this? Da, 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 da. I'm just like, come on. It's it's not it's nothing like that. There are issues, and I've admitted them too. But anyway. Because people Maddie, think like, <laughs> I, I feel like to some degree, people think like, oh, I'm just one person. You know, what's going to matter? But there are multiple of that, and it'll add up 
to the point yeah. where your voice will be heard. Yeah. Some people definitely. don't seem to get that. Like, you know, to a degree, some people are so lucky to grow up during this era of gaming where you literally have direct connection to the mm-hmm. game developer for feedback. Back then, I'm not sounding like we're old, but back then, like PS2, Xbox, game just showed up on the shelves. You pick it up. You got the magazine preview. That's about it. Now, it's like Twitter, like day by day updates. You got channels dedicated to those moment to moment updates. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so much news and information that you can fully inform yourself um and that everyone has a voice so yeah exactly but uh anyway my favorite news that i wanted to talk about i want to talk about metal gear survive i'm not like a big metal gear fan personally um i've played metal gear uh two three four five ground zeros and that's it i was gonna play peace walker on the hd collection that's a fair bit of metal gear (laughs) yeah that's like yeah i was gonna say for the amount of fucking entries in this series i'd say that's a decent amount yeah not a giant fan of it though like super fan like some people are uh but i do enjoy the series and so when survive was announced i was curious and they didn't really show any gameplay with it people hated it because it was like a zombie game is what they're calling it and they're saying like yeah konami fucked it up naturally they're just milking this series for all it's worth but then uh for those who don't know and i'm sure most of our audience doesn't because they don't like japanese games and anything to do with like the video game industry in japan but uh the Tokyo Game Show was this week, and so mm-hmm. there was actually some gameplay shown for Metal Gear Survive, and I was curious. Uh, Young, yeah, actually uploaded it when I saw it, and so I looked at his channel because he's like a, a big Metal Gear guy alongside other game news, and uh, I was like – what it looked like to me was actually – it looks like it would be fun with friends. It's a, It looks pretty stealth-focused, although people have said otherwise. It does look stealth-focused, but it's like open-world co-op. I was like, that's not, that's not too bad. But I, I understand where the complaints are coming from. It's really not Metal Gear, you know. But still, like, if you're not – what this game is going to do is if you're not a Metal Gear super fan, if you're like me, you just like Metal Gear, like you're cool with it, yeah. you'll probably enjoy the game, I think, regardless of Konami and stuff. But I feel like if you're a super fan, you're going to hate it no matter what, especially yeah. because what they did with Kojima. But I'm not saying, like – I'm not trying to go soft here, but I'm just saying, like, if you look at it with a fair – you just give it a fair look. It does look like not too bad just from the gameplay. Who knows if the actual full product will be good? Mm. But um, I don't know if you've seen any gameplay on it. It's just it, it looks like I haven't because I'm not really a Metal Gear fan. To be yeah, honest, it looks like Metal Gear Five online though. It's it's strange. Yeah, you know? and what what my best guess is is that people are just not liking it because one, it's not Metal Gear really, and two yeah. is because of the Konami hate thing. So. Um, but I can't really comment on it. If if Bioshock, the next Bioshock game was a, a zombie survival, then I'd probably be upset too, to mm-hmm. be honest. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I get entirely where they're coming from. Just yeah. as like a game standpoint, though, like looking at it, like, okay, can I have fun with this? Like, yeah, you could probably have fun with it. It doesn't look yeah. like a terrible game. Um, yeah, it's right. definitely graphically attractive. You know, <laughs> it's using the Fox engine again. Mm. Uh, so it looks really good. But I just wanted to briefly talk on that because I think um, – that game will be interesting when it drops. I'm very curious to see what gamers are going to say about that. I think that'll be a very the discussion on that will be awesome. I think because there's going to be a lot of passion. There's going to be a lot of anger. It's going to be really funny. It really is because you know you're going to have like the super fans. You're going to have the new fans. You're going to have like the people uh, who are like so oh, whatever. Like just sitting back with popcorn watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just every day it's going to be just people fucking thrashing in the comments. As for what I'm playing this week, uh, I'm playing NHL 17. Ah, interesting. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, Overwatch. It's like every week. But yeah. um, I have been... How do people not think Overwatch is a good game? You... Okay, well, here's the thing. I've learned that... Uh, it just probably should have been tossed into the conversation when we were having, like, a whole YouTube science discussion. But the the silent majority is so easy to spot if you really look for them. For example, I'll post a tweet saying, like, how good Overwatch is. It'll get, like, 200 favor or 200 likes. But I'll have, like... 10 responses saying like you're full of shit that's a fucking bad game dude <laughs> and because they're writing to me it'll stick out that wow 10 people said to him that's a bad game dude they're telling him he must be wrong but then you see 200 people who liked it were like fuck yeah it's a good game and just like moved on with their day because i put myself in my shoes if i'm scrolling by i like overwatch i'll just hit like and keep going right because i agree with it and um and so that's how i view it so it, it's like Overwatch is one of the few games I've seen that is very popular and also very has a very great community surrounding it where, like, the haters are just completely outnumbered and, and are just shut out for yeah. the most part. And that's why it's such a joy to play. It's, it's a great community. Um, I, I don't really have any bad experiences when I'm, like, just solo queuing. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's just oh, it's, everything about it is so good. it's such a a balanced game and i told maddie this before overwatch is a game that started to get me back into competitive multiplayer because for a while after my call of duty kick i just never really played competitive multiplayer but overwatch it's just so much fun it really is have you played team fortress 2 no okay that's like the argument i've been getting lately is yeah it's a it's a fucking team fortress 2 ripoff i'm like i've tried tf2 and i fucking hated it so uh, uh, I, I just don't like those arguments because every game is a ripoff of another game. That that's how development works. I mean, people are influenced by games they played as a kid and they want to create similar games. How is that so hard to understand? That is very true. God's sake. Uh, yeah, but uh, as for for those who care about NHL, uh, I'd imagine if you're interested in the NHL at all, you've probably bought it already. Uh, but regardless, I figure I'd talk about it anyway. Um, as someone who has seen the series go downhill, this is actually uh, a, a step up, which is really cool to see, uh, where it's kind of on the same level as FIFA now. It's getting that same type of attention and treatment. I think that's because in the States, uh, hockey is becoming a really popular sport now. It's becoming ridiculously popular, which is awesome. Um, back then, it was not popular. People would like not really know what hockey is at times. Uh, I'm talking way back in like the, the 70s and 80s and stuff. Um, so it's cool to see the sport that I love playing and stuff get this type of attention. And so now the video game version is actually getting some good focus where a lot of the online focus, like for me, I play a lot of the EA Sports Hockey League mode, which is this create your own online pro and then all your friends join your team and then you play as a team online and, and rise in the division and unlock new stuff for your arena and new stuff for your team and customize jerseys and stuff. They put a lot of customization in that. Uh, they add new roles to that mode. It, it, it's such a good mode. They did such a great job flushing that out, where as you level up, you're getting new celebrations, new things to put on your character. Uh, kind of like, for those of you who play FIFA, uh, how you get new cleats, new shorts, uh, yeah. new hairstyles, all that stuff. You get that in NHL now, finally. And I've been saying since FIFA 13 that they should do this with NHL. They finally did it, like four or five years later now. So that was awesome. Um, they added a bunch of new modes as well. They improved on modes such as franchise where you can actually, like, make your own franchise in the sense of, like, listing ticket prices and, you know, setting special nights like Bobblehead Night, for example. So it's really deep in that way. It's really fun and, and kind of cutesy in that way. So uh, if you're an NHL fan, yeah, that game's it's very good. Um, 
know awesome. ev- everyone, um, like especially during the EA in, uh, E3. I say E3, but it wasn't E3. The EA Play conference. Whenever people talk about sports games, everyone's like, "Oh, it just takes a sigh." Like sports games are so boring. But there's a huge contingent out there that loves sports games. Like I love FIFA, for example. Mm. Uh, I just yeah, it's each to See, each their I, own. I, I don't want to sound close-minded. I don't feel like sports games have a place at E3. That's just me, though. I, mm. I just I don't feel they do because I feel like the audience for sports games buys the games based off the sport they enjoy watching on TV or playing. So if they yeah, like but basketball, I, I guess, they'll pick like, up a basketball it, game. It wouldn't surprise me, though, that there are people that watch E3 just to see what's in the next FIFA or what's in the next NBA game. You yeah, know, Probably. I'm not saying there isn't, but just for me, I, I look at it from the perspective of I'm not saying this applies to everyone, but for me and anyone else, when I learned about a sports game, is because someone who played sports showed me. My brother showed me NHL, and then I really liked that, and I actually started playing hockey because of it. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, it, and that's what happened to my friends. I got in NHL, and they were like, yo, hockey's dope. And so, like, they got into it, and, and it was just, it kind of was a chain reaction like that. Um, and I've seen that happen to everyone, where it, it's just, that's how sports usually works, is that you, someone someone's athletic, someone plays it, and they show you it. Mm. and you know you have fun learning it and i think the same thing happens with video games um but i, I just don't see people like going tuning into e3 to see the new fifa trailer <laughs> well well let's be honest though you're right in the sense that the main people that buy fifa or that buy a madden or nhl or whatever um aren't necessarily hardcore gamers they're more casual like people that i know that play fifa all the time and that's only really the games that they play are like friends of mine that aren't really like hardcore gamers mm. they'll play a call of duty they'll play a battlefield they'll play fifa and that's about it you know yeah yeah but anyway that's that's what i've been playing this week uh Sweet. just flipping between overwatch and nhl just chilling because uh that's that's what i've been doing is is just i call them i don't want to call them gap games but like i'm just kind of filling in the gaps in between these reviews because yeah. uh, i'm trying to like review every game this fall and it's it's going to be a pain in the ass but i think it's going to be worth it what's your next game that you have to review uh it should be forza horizon 3 ah it's got australian cars in it it's mm-hmm. great yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it i haven't i haven't reviewed a racing game before and i haven't played one since the crew so it'll be Dude. interesting People, uh, I've told the story before, but I actually, mate, well, I didn't start, but predominantly during my teen years, I used to exclusively only play racing games. I wouldn't mm-hmm. play any other games. So Need for Speed, games like Forza, etc. Like, uh, uh, what's it called? Most Wanted and uh, Midnight Club, like from Rockstar. Those games were my shit, man. I used yeah. to only play racing games. So yeah, I, not- I've been waiting for a Need for Speed game to get me back into things burnout for me <laughs> i used to yeah. love burnout dude uh okay. yeah i'm just kind of looking at the upcoming game list on gamestop right now i know they only feature like the big games but like i'm looking at for me my review list goals are like forza horizon 3 then after that yeah. is mafia 3 after that maybe wwe i know we want to make some videos on that bro oh, we need to. Dude, dude we gotta get the community together they have Wait, to get in on we've got to do like uh Oh, I got the best idea. Do you know how WWE Royal Rumbles, right? Mm-hmm. How you have like surprise entrance and shit. <laughs> we should have it. So it's just like two people, like me and you start off and then every however many minutes, a surprise YouTuber enters the oh, arena and then God. their voice suddenly pops up in the video. That would be that awesome. That's such a good idea. See, like, oh man, this is why we're diversifying people. It's going to be funny. <laughs> We uh, wait. That, that's a great idea. We need to, we need to do that. Yeah. But so for me, like that's also on my list. Gears 4 is on my list. 
Battlefield One, Definitely. Civ Six, Titanfall. Yep, uh, Xenoverse Two, Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Dishonored 2, Watch Dogs 2, Pokemon, Final Fantasy, Last Guardian, Dead Rising, oh, Steep. <laughs> so many guys. Right? Yeah. And, and th- these are all within... Okay. Battlefield 1 is 10-18-2016. I'm probably honestly not going to get a review copy of that game because I really... I, I know we talked about this before the cast loan, but I'm pretty convinced after my Battlefront review that EA just doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> they have not responded to an email or anything. I've said this openly on, like, on Carrick's show before. Like, yeah, they just... I, I've DM'd the community manager before. It's nothing. It's nothing. It, it sucks. But I'm like, okay. You know, if he, if, if he can't, I'm not saying this is the truth, but if it is that they, because I negatively reviewed their game that they have cut me off, that is just sad. Mm. <laughs> I don't get why someone would do that. A Return to Arkham's coming out too. Oh. That uh, So Maddie and I literally, after this podcast, we're going to record like a 10-minute video on remasters. So mm. that'll be up on my channel. And Red Dead... Uh, but Batman Arkham, Bioshock, the Assassin's Creed Collection. There are so many remasters. It's mm. crazy. Yeah, and I, I, I like Batman. I, I have been wanting to play Arkham yep. Asylum for a while. So, oh, that's really tempting. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there's PSVR as well. Oh, my God. Fuck. Are you getting that? I don't know. I don't think so. I've tried it. I really want to play. And... Yeah, I tried it as well. I tried that. Remember, I, I, I told you about it, that I came out of the Warner Brothers booth and yep. I DM'd you. I was just like, dude, like I just played the fucking like best game ever. It was the uh, the Arkham VR game. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I, I've yet to play like a uh, a AAA game like that. The game, the one that I did was more of a demo, like where you are submerged in, in a shark tank into the water, and then a, ta- a shark attacks your your uh, shield or whatever it is. Oh, but- okay. Yeah, but it, it to be honest, it didn't look that great. It was okay. Mm. Um, after looking at you know really high quality, high fidelity PC gaming for a while, when you chuck that right up into your eyes in the yeah. PS4, it's really pixelated. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! I'm looking at the beginning of next year too. What the fuck? <laughs> Resident Evil Seven, January, the end of January, beginning of February is For Honor. Then at, same day is Persona Five, which. Uh, after Dude. that, a week later, Halo Wars 2. Then after that, a week later, Horizon Zero Dawn. Then I think a week after that is Tom Clancy's Ghost, Crown, Ghost Recon Wildlands. A couple weeks later, Days Gone. Same day as Days Gone is Tekken 7. Same mm. day as that is South Park Fractured, fractured Butthole. That's all oh, that's that got listed. delayed, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, fuck. Yeah, so shit. many games. I know. <laughs> I'm glad. It keeps us busy. Keeps things going forward. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. So let's uh, roll into this week's viewer questions. We tried Trigger Bomb last week. No one really hopped on and asked any questions. So I was like, all right, fuck it. We're going to go back to Twitter. <laughs> go back to Twitter. Yeah. Um, so the first question comes from Atlandon9119. Or mm. 1119. Sorry. Mm. Uh, what PS3 or 360 games would you like to be remastered? We both prepared our answers for these. We did. We did. And mine is interesting because it's getting a remaster, sort of. So I'm going to say the original Assassin's Creed. Now, mm. Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and Revelations are getting a remaster you know, in a combined pack, similar to the Bioshock the Collection. What's funny but, is, didn't they do that for the 316 PS3? They did, like, they did. NCO collection? Yeah, okay. I yeah, thought so. they did. It, was an, it, it wasn't remastered, I don't think. It was just mm. like a combined pack. Yeah, it was, it was a little literal collection. Yeah. Yeah, but now they're releasing a remaster to that. However, I would like to see the original Assassin's Creed get some more love, because 
you know, it's it was the first game of the franchise. It definitely had issues. Like, I think the Metacritic score is, like, on 70 or something, and I think that's deserved because it, it did have some problems, and it wasn't as good as Assassin's Creed 2. But I, I'd hope that it'd get some more love because that's where the franchise really began. But it seems like it's just, like, been pushed to aside, like, you're retarded, you know, adopted cousin or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, really, though? Like, it's oh bad. My God. You can probably bleep that out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. This is going to be like just like bleep, and then Maddie's going to be laughing. <laughs> anyway. Um, whoa, God, what was I? Oh, yeah. My my game I thought I would remaster would for that era would be uh, Rage. I think yes. Rage is a game that has aged well. I know the ending of the story was eh, you know, it wasn't that good because there was a lot of build up and then it was just a cutscene. But mm-hmm. uh, still, I think Rage Remastered would be enough where people would play it. They'd be like, "All right, this game's good. Make another." And yep. what's what I've noticed is in a couple like you know sporadic interviews, uh, people have asked Pete Hines. You know, is there going to be another rage? And he's commented saying anything's possible. And a, a typical Pete Hines answer. Yeah, like, anything's oh. possible. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god! Like, just say yes <laughs> once. Just say yes. That was like, just like when game. he was asked about the Fallout spinoff. He's yep. like, well, we're we're having someone handle Quake. You know, that's a pretty important franchise. That's like, such a, that's and he's like, like, what about Fallout? He's like, well, because the question know. was like, <laughs> oh, uh, are you going to be working with a third party? person or a body to to work on the next fallout game and they'll and pete hines is like yeah well we're working with this company for quake so blah 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 like pete just tell us stop he's like yeah he's like just saying yeah so i mean we're working on this really important and old school franchise within another company so don't you think we do that with fallout (laughs) i think it's what he's trying to say at least but i don't know oh my god regardless um yeah I, i think rage would do pretty well nowadays i think it would go well with today's crowd um, it's not that old. Where if if you guys want to go back, if you have it on PC, uh, port looks amazing, very mm-hmm. great looking game. Some really unique weapons, cool story universe. Uh, starts off if you want some intrigue. Starts off just like Fallout Four, dude. You wake up from cryo it sleep. Does. It does. So you know if you want some intrigue there, you know, the get, arc, yeah. get some of your Fallout Four suckers out there. <laughs> <laughs> And then the it, it ends on such a letdown, though. Right? I know. That's the only thing about the game that annoys me, and that annoyed me with the original Borderlands as well. It's like you're looking for this ultimate vault with all these treasures, and you find you fight the final boss, and then that's it. Yep, yep. <laughs> you don't even get to see the vault. Yeah, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. I agree. But then Borderlands Two was just like mm-hmm. so much better. That's the thing, though, with new IPs. Look at look at new IPs and look at how they all, the first games always underperform, and then the second games do well. Uh, Watch Dogs. What the someone first game said under- on my uh, my record review, they were like, "It seems like nowadays it's the second entry that gets everything right. It's Definitely. like the first one's an experiment, and the second one's just like boom. Unless you're Naughty Dog, because with The Last of Us, they fucking killed it the first time out. Oh, they killed it, I, and, and, and like. I'll say it again because I keep bringing it up. Bioshock, right? Mm. I mean, that was the first game yeah. in the franchise that initially publishers didn't want to even sell until Ken Levine got a feature on a game's well, been, website. I mean, obviously, there's been new IPs that have done really well. I'd oh, say, yeah. You know, uh, an example from, I mean, this isn't recent, but like Pillars of Eternity from Obsidian did really yeah. well in both sales and uh, reception. So, yeah. there's also I mean, that. Ha- so have a think about it right so even if we consider elder scrolls online to be a first 
IP because it, it kind of is. It's Elder Scrolls, but just the first MMO. Look mm. at how it started and look at how it is now. That yeah. kind of improvement is similar to what you'd find in a game going from its first game to its second yeah, game. I don't, so, I don't, and I don't think anyone could have predicted that with Elder Scrolls Online. I, no. I seriously don't because that game was awful on launch and now yeah, it's good. Yeah. And, and the original Assassin's Creed, the original Borderlands, Watch Dogs, I'm sure the second one's going to be good. The original Titanfall is going to get improved. There, there are so many games that start off kind of mediocre and then improve because there's potential there. And I'm hoping that Rage can be one of those titles, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, because Rage had a great foundation. That's the thing. It did. It, the world was really interesting. The weapons were so much fun. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, my voice is shattered. But yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the shooting and stuff was, was great. So I, I think all popular games franchises have to start somewhere and they usually mm-hmm. start with a flop yeah. or a mediocre game. A flop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ratchet 2 or 570 asks, what do you prefer, Digimon or Pokemon? I thought this is an interesting question because although mm-hmm. I could probably answer both of us, um, yeah. Digimon's actually been on the rise. It has. I've noticed... And it's getting a new game too. Yeah. And, and cyber sleuth i think it's called yeah recently released from japan over on the ps4 3 and vita i believe and it's been really well received to the point where i've actually considered playing it even though i've never really watched digimon that much i used to love like obviously our answer is pokemon but i definitely used to love digimon as well i mean i you know i think everyone used those digimon tamagotchi devices um, back in the day, at least when I was a kid. Oh, I used to just have an original Tamagotchi, bro. Okay, well, yeah, I had the original, and then we all moved on to Digimon, and we were playing that. And then, you know, I loved the anime, too. Uh, I never really got into, like, if there were handheld games. I don't think I ever got into those. But mm. the anime and those Tamagotchi devices, that, those were awesome. But obviously, my answer is going to be Pokemon in terms of priority. Yo, speaking, but... speaking of anime, to my Danganronpa fans out there, all, like, three of you <laughs> listening to this, if you have not watched... Danganronpa 3 Despair Arc Anime on Kiss Anime. Mm. What are you doing? If you mm. played the games, fucking watch them. Oh my god. It's so good. Alright, go on. No, no, it's fine. I, I'm going to say something similar. To all you Dragon Ball Z fans that thought Dragon Ball Super started off shit with the animation, which it kind of did, get back into it because it's getting really good. Anyways, Ooh. we've had our weed moment. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see you embracing it, dude. You're you're posting like Pokemon shit. I mean, dude, know. let me tell you. Let me tell you something. All right, Pokemon anime in Japanese shits on the English dub. Like, absolutely takes a huge dump on its chest. It's so much better. It sounds mm. so much more epic. Like, yeah. I'll, I want to send you a comparison video, right, Maddie? And you'll agree with me. Trust me. On no, this I one. know I will. Because okay, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> While we're having this discussion, I wanted yep. to say this: is that if Japanese games and anime isn't for you. you. You've tried it. You don't like it. That's your opinion. That's okay. But, yeah. but, 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 <laughs> if you refuse to try something for the reason of because it's for weebs. Because it's I'm, a Japanese yeah, game. Because, because you're Noah, basically. Because yeah. it's Japanese. <laughs> because you can't bring yourself down to that level. I put that in quotes. To play this game or watch this anime, you are depriving yourself of a good you experience. Are. And honestly, you're a close-minded piece of shit. <laughs> that's how, how many, I view, that's how I view of, you. How many of the cartoons that we watched as children that were you know of Japanese origin? Pokemon is the biggest example, right? And then people were like, no, nah, no, the, the worst is the, the best feeling is anytime I'm sitting there and someone's like, I hate anime. I, I look at them I'm like, do you like Pokemon? They're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, 
Cool. All right, so so you like Japanese anime, yeah? Yeah, I'm like, cool. So, (laughs) well, it's Pokemon. Oh, so it's popular. So it's okay. Is what you're trying to tell me right now? You sheep. Yeah, Yeah, you sheep. You fuck you, bro. Oh my god. I'll I'll give a story as well. I mean, I grew up watching the English dub of of Dragon Ball, and every time I used to hear the uh, Japanese voice of Goku, which, if you didn't know, is voiced by an old lady. I'm not joking. Um, I used to thought I used to think that Goku sounded fucking terrible. Like sounded like a this old woman. But then, as I'm watching Dragon Ball Super, I'm getting used to Goku's voice in Japanese. I'm finding it funny, I, and I get why Goku is vo- voiced by that lady because she's awesome. She does such a good job, and she even voices Trunks and Gohan. It's yeah. fucking. Oh no, See, sorry. I, I, yeah, I think Gohan. The so. reason why some people are like, "Oh, I'll just wait for the uh, the dub to come out," which is the English voice yeah. actors covering it. Number one, you're going to be waiting like two or three years. Yeah, it takes ages. Yeah. Other thing is that. Subs, although I know some people don't like listening to Japanese, they're like, I want to watch a show, not read the text. Number one, I feel like way more engaged when I'm reading the subtitles like of yeah. a show because I'm usually like doing both at the same time. It's not too hard uh, if yeah. you can read, you know, <laughs> you, you got here by <laughs> reading. So I'm going to imagine you can do that. Uh, but, you, you know, they, the Japanese voice actors capture the emotion so well. Yeah. It's just like you feel it in your chest sometimes uh, when they're like screaming or something. A good example, I've always said the best starter anime for anyone is Attack on Titan. Mm. Like that's a that's a great anime to start watching anime on because it's an epic storyline. Uh, it's got really great moments and it's it's just emotional, but it's also yeah. like action packed. I think it's and- it's for anyone. And to be honest, like Japanese is such an emotive language. Like they, you, when they talk, you, you can just feel their emotions. You know, yeah. It, it, especially when they're like angry or something, it just it just sounds so epic. It comes across so well in anime, and that's why I love the Pokemon anime in Japanese now. Like I, I Ash will... doesn't sound like a complete tool. I know. I, I'll stop. I, I did stop myself at one point though because I was in the mood for dumplings. I was like, all right, I'll get dumplings. I'll come home. <laughs> And I'll watch, I'll watch Danganronpa, and I stop myself. I'm like, no, I'm ordering pizza. I said, I'm not, I'm not going to sit in my room eating dumplings and watching Japanese anime. I'm like, that might be Dude, a step in the, the Sushi actual... is amazing. And how good does anime food look? Oh. I know. Dude, when, all right, when, in an anime, when they're, like, eating, the sounds they make, <laughs> they make the food sound so good. They're like, hum, hum, They make hum. food look, like, so, like, hum, hum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just watching episodes of Dragon Ball Super and they're eating ramen. It looks like the best shit ever. Yeah. I'm like, I could I could really go for some ramen. Yeah. Right now. Oh my god. I, I was thinking that earlier. It's every time hop hop like that. that just, <laughs> I'm just like, oh that's so every good. time Goku eats like a ton of food, it's just so funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wow, I thought I was the only one, dude. Okay. No, no. Remember back in Pokemon where they used to eat those things and like in the English dub they call them donuts? But they're actually rice balls? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. This is the weeb corner with yeah. Maddie and Lowe. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stop now uh, because we have some really great questions to move on to. Um, in answer to your question, though, Ratchet, yeah, we like Pokemon, but Digimon's cool. I'm going to try to get into it down the line because yeah. they're releasing some good games for it. Yeah. So um, Austin Grump asks, how does school affect the process of playing games and videos? And we had a question that actually tied into this, who comes from or which comes from Bulimic Walrus, asking, "How do you handle the stresses of a college student, especially as a first semester student, which is like the the first part of your college year? I don't know if you have semesters in 
Australia, but we, we do we do have semesters. Okay, but, uh, so yeah, so it, probably you start because you'll talk about the school side, and I can really talk about like the work side because it's kind of I guess related. Yeah. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> the answer to both these questions, like how does school affect the process of playing and making videos, but also how do I handle the stresses of a college student, is for me I have I'm not crazy strict on a schedule. I like to have flexibility. But I do have, for me, set recording days. And so what I'll do is usually Friday, because for me, I have hockey every Thursday night. And then every other Saturday night, I have hockey. So, or, so like every other week, I mean. So what I'll do is on Fridays, I'll usually record in bulk. I'll do all my voiceovers. Yeah. And if I'm feeling it, I'll, I'll try to edit as many videos out as I can. And then from there... Uh, and this is a common thing that I actually learned from kind of funny, you know, because they do all their recording in a weekend is, uh, you know, just record it all and and try to get your work done over the weekend. Schedule and upload during the week. Now you have a whole week open to, yeah. to make more videos of news drops or and rearrange your uploads, uh, which is why some people, for example, my video as we record today on Saturday for me, um, I dropped a video about my most anticipated games, but I mentioned Divinity Original Sin 2 which is already out in early access now. And I also mentioned how my Nuclear World review was coming out that night, which is (laughs) because it was such a delayed video. But that's what I'm saying. I scheduled that video, and then there were so many news updates coming out that I kept reworking this upload later and later and later, thinking I'd eventually get it out. But yeah, that's how I handle playing games, because I need to make time to play these games because it's a core part of my channel. I have to stay up to date on games. I also have to review games. So I have to make sure I have time to play them. I also have to make sure I have time for school. So that's why on Fridays, I'll usually get... I have Fridays off from school, so usually what I'll do is Friday's another work day, all recording, all editing, and usually around like 11 at night, I'm done. And then I have Saturday up from until the next Friday to do whatever whatever I want, whether it's hang out with friends, study, homework, uh, more games, whatever. And that's – and also, like I said, I have to make time for hockey too. And yeah. that has worked beautifully for me because it is – Honestly, like I'm doing amazing in school right now, better than I ever have in my entire life because I have yeah. a structured like, okay, I record today. Okay, I have hockey today. So for me, I get home at yeah. four on Thursdays yeah. and then my hockey game's at, I, I got to leave at seven. So, yeah. or around 6.30 actually. So in between that time, I get Spanish homework each week. So I do my Spanish homework right in between there. Even though I'd yeah. like to get home, just kick up my feet and chill before the game. I get home, I do my Spanish homework right until I leave for New Jersey. So, and that's what I do. You got to apply yourself. Uh, One way to handle the stresses of college, this is the easiest way to pass any class. High school, college, do your fucking homework. I learned that so late. I learned it so late. Just take the time, do your homework. And honestly, you won't, I'm just saying this because maybe because sometimes school comes easy to me. Yeah. I know alone you're more of a, a I won't say a bookworm I guess but you'll put your, you'll put your head in the books <laughs> I'm, way I'm longer. I'm a nerd, let's be honest. No, yeah, I'm saying so. you'll put your head in the books way longer than I probably would. Yeah. But for me, if you don't like studying, doing your homework not only keeps your grade up, but it also prevents you from having to put your head in the books for hours on end. Oh yeah, because you're engaging with that work, you're becoming familiar with it. Also yeah. asking questions. Literally mm-hmm. if you're in college, you have every right because you're paying to be there. Stop the teacher after class if you don't want to ask during class. Yeah, and and just ask them, and they will catch you up just like that. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's, I think that's the best oh. answer for for definitely people that are just starting a university or college or wherever you are, what it's called, is try and stick to a schedule. And, and the reason why it worked for me, even though at times you know it doesn't always work and you don't always stick to the schedule specifically, but 
for me, the reason why schedule is so important, one, because it, you know, it, it keeps you uh, focused and, and you have things that you need to get done in the week and you can get them done and you, and you can keep a, a track of your progress, right? But also as well, uh, pardon me. when I don't have a schedule, I sometimes I'll feel like, fuck, I just I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I don't feel like I'm being efficient enough. I don't feel, think like I'm being uh, productive enough. But when you have a schedule and you can like cross out things as you finish things on a schedule or, or a list, it makes you feel really good and really productive to get to the end of a week and say, yes, I got that done, that done, that done, that done, and now I have these to go. So it's not only in terms of being really uh, a really good way to, to structure your life, you know, pardon the pun, but it also makes you feel a lot better because it, it feels like, you're, you're keeping on top of things and you're not drowning. So that's the important thing that I'll say about a schedule. For me, in, in university, it might have been a bit different than Maddie because I studied a, a subject, law, which just, it's not necessarily hard. It just, there's a lot of reading and, and that's where the bulk of the study comes from. So I kind of had to keep on top of my case readings and all of that. So I, ha- I was kind of forced to do a lot of reading and a lot of study every week. Um, again, not necessarily because it's hard or because you need to be super smart or anything. It's just like there's a lot to get through. But keeping that schedule is really important. And I started to do uh, YouTube when I was in my second last year of university. So mm. I'll be honest, it was kind of hard to do YouTube because when I get home from university, the thing that I want to do is just go home and play games. But now I've got to think, yeah. shit, I've got to make this Fallout 4 upload, uh, news up- update. Uh, I'm like at work and or, or at university and news drops. I'm like, shit, I feel like I can't do this because I'm at university. Um, yeah. So it was tough. But the best thing to do is just to try and keep to a schedule. Like, that's honestly the best advice that I could give to anyone. And yeah. it's the thing that I'm trying to do now, given that I have a full-time job and still trying to upload videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's like, I don't even, you don't have to, I'm not saying you do, but I don't go gung-ho where I like write shit down and stuff. Like for me, it's, it's, uh, I just have set days. I know which day is yeah. which. So it's like, okay, you know, Monday's kind of the uh, Monday if I have math homework or statistics rather. Yeah. Right when I get home, I'll just do that and just get it out of the way. Because for yes. me, I don't like having homework loom over my head anymore. So I get it done right away, especially while the lesson's fresh in my head. Just get it done. Um, because then. No, just, just delaying have, things is yeah. the worst. Because you're going to st- have to do it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't have statistics until Wednesday, so I have that done with because then Tuesday is my long day. I'm, and I know this isn't a crazy long school day for people, but in college, I'm usually there for like two hours, but instead I'm there from 11 to 4. Mm. So that's like a decent length day for a college student. And so that's my long day. So I don't want to have any extra math homework looming over my long day exactly. if I have more of that, which I want to get done before Thursday so that I can do my Spanish homework before my game so that my weekends are open to record and then play games during the week. And mind you, I'm making it sound like I'm incredibly busy, but ladies and gentlemen, if you if you're able to just focus in class, apply yourself and do yeah. your homework, literally it, it probably less than an hour of my day will go to homework if anything. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's like complex long-term homework, but it's it's just that I know what the fuck I'm doing because I'm paying attention. It's it's that simple. Um, yeah. I still though, I, while we're talking about school and shit, I still say if if you're feeling overwhelmed and it's the right time, mental health day. Mm. I still I still stand by that. <laughs> Even as a passing A student, I will still say that. Thank oh, you look, very every, much. Every now and again, no seriously, every now and again, you know, if you want to take a day off or, or, or whatever, do it. I mean, people chuck sickies at work all the time because they just feel like they ah oh, can't be bothered to go into work today. I'm going to chuck a sickie. I've I've done it in the past. I haven't done it with my current job, mm-hmm. but. It it does happen, right? So I definitely won't say you know don't do it. You're the you're the devil. 
you're, you're, you're Satan's spawn if you take school off. But yeah, um, I know what you mean. No, yeah. So again, structure is important. Um, and as Maddie said, don't put off your homework or whatever. Just get it done because, for, first of all, when you have homework or stuff looming over your head, it's the worst thing. Like even if you're like, all right, I'm gonna play this game for two hours, right, and then do my homework. At the back of your mind, as you're playing the game, you're thinking, shit, I gotta get this homework done. But yeah, if you do the homework yeah. first, yeah. and then you play the game, you're like, shit, yeah, I did my homework. Now I can just play the game. Yeah, that feeling just, just, is so much better. You're gonna enjoy the game so much more. I know. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Is because since I'm like, since I'm trying to push my review game forward, yeah, I'm trying. To make sure all my attention is on the game, all its intricacies. And if I have in the back of my head, I got to do statistics. I got to do whatever, Spanish. I can't focus fully on the game and what's happening. And that means I can't properly review it. So for me, part of the reason, uh, you know, I have such a structured schedule now is because I need to have the focus on my job. In order to have the focus on my job, I need to have my homework done. So like yesterday, after a full day of recording and editing, I am beat. I want to just kick my feet up and play Overwatch, but I decided to do my math project, and I got it done with, even though it's due next Wednesday, because I might be reviewing Forza Horizon 3, so why not it's get that? It's such a ma- good feeling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and like- now I know my schedule until Wednesday when it comes to statistics is clear, so now I know that the only day I have to worry about homework is Tuesday, which yes. is really relieving. So yes. now I'm free, and I have all my videos done for the week, believe it or not, which is uh, an awesome occurrence to have happen where I can get most of my week's videos done. And then I'm just good to go where I have homework time. I have game time. I have family time, friend time, so on. Yeah. And if you think I'm like the only YouTuber who schedules a week's worth of videos in advance, you'd be fucking surprised. Oh, fucking dude. Sometimes I I and other YouTubers will schedule two weeks in advance. Like seriously. That's the whole reason for having a a delayed upload on YouTube. So you can some people will view it as like, I know people are listening as far don't, but I'm saying some people will be like, Oh, he just schedules a week in advance so he could fucking be lazy all week. It's like, no. What? <laughs> no, I've seen people, they're like, oh, he makes quick, vi-. not about me, but I've seen people say like to other YouTubers who make like r- roughly my length videos, like five to seven minute videos, which are, they take time to make, especially depending on how much you edit them, which I try to, I heavily edit my videos really. Like even the gameplay, I'll just fade to different parts of the gameplay because I feel like if something's yeah. moving, it's keeping you intrigued. Where if yeah, you're watching the same, yeah, if you're watching that same strand of gameplay for like more than I'd say, I have like a minute and a half cutoff time. At that point, it's like okay, I got to switch to a new point in the gameplay, like new area, something different. Because mm. uh, well, if you like pause your game and like you have that in the recording, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. When people do that, I'm like, dude, 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 fu-. I like I am triggered. Transition that e- shit. Edit out the pause. It's boring. Yeah. I know. Uh, and also, a thing I've been adding in is like pictures and and sound effects to yeah, match up I with stuff. Pictures, it's good. Yeah. Is uh you know this is if you new YouTubers out there want a key tip major key alert here, <laughs> okay. <laughs> moving objects, that's what I, I say. Know. Things whenever if if there's stuff moving on screen, your video will keep your viewer watching and viewer retention on YouTube is important. So whenever you have a chance to throw in a picture, when you're talking about something, visually represent that whether it's in yep. video or picture format. Yeah, yeah. If you don't. Yeah, you will know in the back of your head. You're like, I, I could do the extra effort here, and that's what I. That's why for me it takes so long to edit videos now. Usually, I'd be done so fast, yeah. uh, like a, probably a year and a half ago. But now I'm adding so much shit to my videos because I'm trying to improve that quality and, and push things forward. Mm-hmm. That um, you know, it takes way longer to make these. And it just makes the end product look so much better, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I keep talking about game theory, but 
Have you seen the editing on those videos? I mean, oh. if if it was just like straight gameplay and he was doing the exact same audio commentary, it would not be as good. No, like, it's not. They have fantastic animators and stuff there. Like really... They have a guy solely dedicated to doing the editing, and he does an amazing job. Oh, yeah. Our last question comes from Parzival0219. He asks, thoughts on MMOs? Which is your favorite? Now, I can answer the which is your favorite. You said you haven't played much, which is why I thought this is still yeah. be a good question because you could talk about your thoughts on the MMOs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really an MMO guy. Like, I never really got into them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I kind of like the idea of playing a game, playing it with your friends in this immersive world and, and then just playing for a very, very long period of time. It's just that nowadays my focus, because I only have limited time, is playing games that you can get done in 10 to 15 or 20 hours and then move on. I mean, games like Warcraft or whatever that... Um, Jeez. <laughs> oh, Huge. Like you, and you're dedicating large parts of your life to it. I mean, people will play that game for like years and years and every day yeah. for hours on end. And I just can't... I, I'm just not ready to make that commitment, baby. Yeah. No, for <laughs> real, though. That's the thing is that it, it's like not even a attention span thing. It's just for me... There are very few games. Like I'd say, Overwatch was is the first game in a long while that I could keep replaying for a very long time. Even then, with Overwatch as a game, you play a game and you can leave. You can't do that with an MMO. Yeah, it, but it what engrosses. I'm saying is, like, it, it takes for me, just like you said, it takes dedication to that yeah. game where you got to commit to it. Or even ESL, which is arguably my favorite MMO right now, and answer to that question. Yeah, I don't play too often because it's such a dedication. There's so many quests, and for me. Maybe if I wasn't a YouTuber, maybe yeah, I wouldn't. I would be able to dedicate to a game for a while and just play that one game. Which is one thing that a lot of people don't realize is, as a YouTuber, uh, I think a key to success is to remain current. Yes, uh, on what games are coming out, and you got to play them or do just watch videos on them. Something. I think mm-hmm. the best way to learn about them and inform yourself is obviously playing them. You can read all yep. the wiki articles you want and stuff. Uh, that's not gonna do the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, it's just a big commitment. So, you know, as a YouTuber, you try to stay current, and sometimes you can't commit to games as long as possible, which is why I'm, I'm such a big fan of Overwatch, is because despite my commitment to all these other games, I'm still going back to Overwatch because I yeah. enjoy it that much. That's why it's such a big deal to me personally. Yeah. Uh, but as for a favorite MMO of all time, I'm going to be totally honest, RuneScape. I played, <laughs> I played RuneScape growing up yeah. so much. That really helped shape a lot of my love for role-playing okay. and stuff. I, I really liked RuneScape. Mm. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I, I, think, I think a lot of people still do will admit that RuneScape was the shit at one point. Yeah. You know, that... I, I just... There's so many memories buried in that game for me. Mm. Uh, you know, I, uh, I remember getting banned. I remember getting my account got, What hacked. did you do? I think I cursed someone out. I remember getting my. I remember I, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who played RuneScape, I was the man who got tricked. Okay, I got tricked and I gave out my password to someone who told oh, me they make me rich. Oh, no, Maddie, because I was a young impressionable kid. Oh. Gave him my password and I went on my second account and watched him go into my bank and take my shit <gasps> and then transfer it. And I said, like, I remember lying to him. I'm like, I'm a moderator for Jagex. I will get you banned. <laughs> Leave my account right now. I was trying so hard to trick this guy. He took all my shit. Uh, so much devious behavior was also dug into that game. I remember. One of my friends hacked his brother's account and, like, we split his shit. <laughs> oh, so- no, you are an asshole. You deserve to get hacked. 
No, this is dude. This is pre. This is pre. Yeah. So okay. like, I did deserve the hack after that clean slate, bro. But you know, <laughs> dude, RuneScape was so fun. Going PvPing in the wild. Uh, before they put that line in the sand, I call it, where you had to jump into the wild because people were like, oh, run into the wild and getting killed. It was so cool, though, dude. I loved how there wasn't a line originally because what would happen is you'd have, like, a bunch of level threes who would just, like, tease. They'd just run out into the wild and then run back, and these level 100s would be trying to, like, whip their asses real quick and <laughs> and rank up their kill count and stuff. And oh, I really want to play RuneScape now, dude. Oh, my God. Go play, buddy. <laughs> Nothing's stopping you. <sighs> I'm sure it still has an active community. Oh, it does, yeah. Yeah. RuneScape will never die. It's a great yeah. game. Heroes never die. Oh, I gotta go play Heroes Overwatch. Let's wrap this up. Alrighty. <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a great podcast. Yeah, it was. It was a good discussion on clickbait. Yeah, it was. So, uh, thank you to everyone who listened to the entirety of episode 76 of the Ham Radio Podcast. Noah will be back next week, so that's good news for everyone who has missed him. I know a lot of people have been asking about him. Uh, once again, just for those of you who may have forgotten or not, uh, that's what we're working with right now, where it's basically the the cast right now is myself, Lone, Carrick, Noah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to try to do from now on and try to build going forward. So yeah. we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, leave your feedback in the comments down below. Lone, do you have any final words? No. Just... I, I'm yawning. I don't know why. I'm just I'm losing my mind. <laughs> so well, yeah, no, I know as these podcasts get longer, I start like stuttering or i'll start yeah. <laughs> losing my train of thought because i'm just i'm i'm talking at a wall i have we'll nothing on my screen chair for an hour and a half to two hours yeah like we're not complaining about our jobs but it's just like there's nothing engaging my mind i'm not looking at Lone's <laughs> face where like i'm having an actual conversation i'm literally looking of this one wallpaper of sub-zero just staring back at me <laughs> yeah, i just i literally i have just a white wall I mean, yeah. I, have, I have Fallout posters and shit, but it's like where I look at my microphone and stuff, it's just a white wall. So exactly. I'll just, I'll be talking, I'll be like, yeah, and I, uh, <laughs> I've done it so many times. Oh, brilliant. Anyway. Anyways, guys, peace. Thank you for joining and hope to see you next week. Yeah, take care of yourself, guys. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.